Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of the King Gamer Podcast here. I'm your host, Tristan. Today, Luis is back. Uh, nice to, for you to return to us. Uh, it's been a little while, Luis. How's it going? Hello. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me again, Tristan. Of course, dude. Uh, and then we have a new voice for our listeners. Ben, how's it going, dude? Not bad. How are you guys doing? Good. You know, just ready to talk about some video games. Yeah, I was just saying earlier how much I appreciate the time difference so I can come on a podcast and have a beer <laughs> instead of doing it first thing in the morning. Yeah, I know. I, I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, like, ah, oh, I have a podcast to record. This. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I don't know, the time difference sometimes can really work in your uh, your benefit since we have people all over the world uh, doing this yeah. podcast. But we have a stacked show today. We'll be talking about a lot about Resident Evil. The whole we got a Resident Evil showcase that recently that showed off Village, a new multiplayer game, all sorts of stuff involving res- all things Resident Evil. Xbox reverts its whole uh, Xbox Live Gold subscription. It was going to bump up the price, and now they're backpedaling a little bit. The Medium, it's a brand new horror game. It comes out this week. Uh, as of peop- actually, when this episode comes out, that is when the game comes out because it's, it's uh, the 28th. Um, and then we'll talk about genres we feel need to be a bit more explored and we'd like to see more of. Uh, but let's get right started. So we got the Resident Evil sh- uh, showcase. I have an article pulled up from IGN by Jonathan Dornbush. They kind of just broke it down a little bit, just a little bit easy way to kind of guide through everything. Um, so we got a bunch of stuff. We had a good bit of regarding our Resident Evil Village. Um, just so people know, comes out May seventh. We got a release date suite. Um, it's not just gonna be next gen consoles like we thought. It was supposed to be PS five, Xbox Series X and S, and then of course PC. But now it's gonna be for PlayStation four and Xbox One. We got a story trailer. Um, but Ethan Winters returns. Uh, he's getting thrust back into a whole situation because of Umbrella and Chris Redfield to save his daughter. Holy shit! Is this dude awful about having women in his life? As the as the previous game was, his girlfriend gets captured, and then now it's his daughter. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, they kind of showed off some gameplay, so we get some new mechanics like melee, like more melee uh, mechanics, like countering and stuff like that. Resident Evil Four styled uh, merchant is will be there, and the inventory system from Resident Evil Four will also make a return. We'll also keeping the core mechanics of Resident Evil Seven. Ben, what do you think of the uh, what we saw from Resident Evil Village? I think it, it looks amazing. As I've I've actually never played a Resident Evil game. I've watched playthroughs of Resident Evil One, Seven, and the two remakes as well. So I've I've watched a lot of it. I know quite a bit about it. Never really want to play it because scary games often I keep it at an arm's length. I love watching other people play them and seeing the stories, but I struggle with them a bit. But this might be the first one that I properly pick up because I, I know I'm like a lot of other people on Twitter, but that tall vampire lady is oh, dude. So, very like, interesting. Why do they make her so hot? It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I love it. I'm complaining. You never played a Resident Evil game, dude? No, never. Never even picked huh. one up. I was going to pick up the remakes because uh, they're on sale recently, but I I feel like I'm I'm just not that interested in actually playing them. I love watching people play them. But and how I, old I just, are you? I'm sorry. I'm I'm 22, so oh. my kind of age, all the good like Resident Evil Four. I was way too too uh-huh. young to be part of. Yeah, it. yeah, I get that. I get that. I get that. Do you have Game Pass? Yeah, I do. Well, Resident Evil 7's on Game Pass. You can it? get it for oh, free. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, Just... so that game looks 
terrifying though. Yeah. Like, it, oh, dude, really, it's, really it's, scary. It's, it's it's horrible. Yeah, you gotta play it. Yeah, you'll you'll hate it. It's great. <laughs> yeah. No, I I I did watch playthrough of that. I thought it looks amazing. But the thing that makes me prefer the look of Resident Evil Eight is that the people chasing you are tall, sexy vampires <laughs> rather than creepy zombie-like family members who have just really yeah a bunch strange. of rednecks yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they definitely changed course this time around uh but luis what do you think of what we saw from resident Evil 8 i think it has potential i like it more so far uh out of what as uh what we've seen than resident evil 7 i, I like resident evil 7 but i think it's a, it's a, its own thing um I may be on the shorter side or uh, the side with, with the less people on it, but I actually did enjoy Resident Evil 6, and I would have wished they kept on with that um, sort of gameplay dynamic and whatnot. Um, and I don't know, and I can say for sure that they changed the the, the way the game was um, working up to that point because of all the criticism that they have for Resident Evil 6. I don't know that that's for sure, but it feels to me that way. And I just feel like there are different games. I do enjoy the uh, Resident Evil 8 seems, uh, or it's going to have some mechanics that are more like Resident Evil 4, which I absolutely love, by the way. Um, and I think I'm going to enjoy 8 more than I enjoyed 7. I did like 7, though. I mean, but I, I, I feel like it's a separate thing. I don't know if that makes sense. Did you like 6 because it's more action-oriented? Like, I know 6 is so divisive. A lot, Most people, mm-hmm. I feel like, hate that game. So what did you like about that? I really like the co-op mechanics. Uh, I I really like couch co-ops particularly, and that one I think has the co-op um, very well, essentially nailed. I think it's uh, very very good how they do it, the way you can essentially assist each other uh, in fights, and you have to help out each other and 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 all those and all of those things. I've actually never played it solo. That's um, I, I played through it maybe seven or eight times. We're always with someone else with me uh almost always a different person so i enjoy the co-op experience i don't mind that it's not as horror oriented and that it's more action-packed i i i feel like maybe that's what capcom wanted to do from the get-go with the first resident Evil, and they were kind of limited by the technology that was um, back during the 90s and early 2000s um so to me, and this is a very personal opinion, I feel like what Resident Evil 6 is, is what Capcom intended uh, Resident Evil to be, like sort of a post-apocalyptic zombie action survival game more than a horror uh, per se. And I, again, feel like they may have changed uh, directions with or based on the criticism. And it's kind of crazy because I think Resident Evil 6 is one of the ones that have sold the most if I'm not mistaken, definitely more than Resident Evil 5, for instance. Interesting. Well, I man, I did not expect you to come in here with some love for Resident Evil 6, but that's <laughs> oh. cool, dude. You know, it's like you like what you like. Uh, mm. I'm I'm a huge horror guy. I just I love anything that's really messed up and dark <laughs> and gritty. So Resident Evil 7 was kind of like is my personal favorite. Um, obviously, Resident Evil Four is such a classic. Like, like how could you not like that game? Yeah. But I think the cheesiness of it, and it's like it's almost like a like a like an eighties action movie with like yeah. one liners and cheesy lines and stuff like that, with all the horror and the action. Uh, yeah. It's, it's not quite my taste personally. I liked how Seven was a little bit more serious. Um, I think 
seven did kind of fall off a little bit towards the final act. I didn't hate it as much as people um, tend to hate that the ending of seven, but I do think the first act, maybe two acts of Resident Evil seven is like some of the best, I think in all of gaming, I think it's absolutely tremendous. And uh, I'm really excited for what they're doing with village. Um, They're doing some weird stuff with vampires and werewolves and all sorts of stuff like that i just it's bonkers i think it's i think they're gonna strike the perfect balance because there's a lot more guns and stuff like that like what we saw with the merchant and things like that and like I, even in the gameplay video it showed ethan discovering a, a sniper rifle so i think it's gonna strike that balance of horror and action which i felt resident evil 7 did the horror great the action not so much mm-hmm. but then you look at resident evil 4 or maybe 5 where i think they they hit that the action really good maybe not so much the horror aspects so i think this is them kind of combining the best of both worlds into one thing so at least the, at least that's my hope so we'll see. i also feel like they're leaning since uh, resident evil 7 they're leaning a little bit towards well i mean a lot towards vr the, the vr experience like they're trying to push everything in that direction um with the point of view and whatnot and i mean that, that's not a bad thing at all but i think that it has um something to do with the decision that they're making on this last um, couple of games too and also i do agree that uh, resident evil 6 is cheesy it is it is uh yeah it's the most cheesy one definitely but still, because of the co-op and the multiple storylines and how they pretty much um, intertwine with each other, I, I really enjoyed it. And I still enjoy it and I still play it sometimes. And even today, you can still find people playing online on that game. Really? Smart. That's surprising. Yeah. yeah I, how I long ago did like, it come out? Um, it came out, what, 2012? What, <laughs> what, for Resident Evil 6? Yeah, or 14, something like that. Um, it was 2012. 2012. Damn, it's that, that old? Yeah, it's that wow. old. Jesus. And yeah, I can I, I can assure you I can fire up my PS3 even, and I, I have it there downloaded, and I could probably find someone playing online right now. <laughs> that is mind blowing. I can't believe. I literally cannot believe that. But the I'll last take your word for it. <laughs> the last time I did it was uh, what is it today? January. I think it was October when I when I last uh, fired up the PS3 for that, and there were still pl- people playing there. You can still find people to play huh. the, well, the stories. Cool. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't see how it was. So criticized and still so popular at the same time. It's it's kind of weird. Yeah, so that sometimes that stuff happens for sure. Um, I I know for uh, Resident Evil Village, there's also a demo out. Like I guess it's like a visual demo. I don't know what they're they're calling it or whatever. Called Maiden. Um, you're playing as a a character who they I guess call are calling Maiden or whatever. And like basically, it's like a little bit of a puzzle, but also you're just kind of roaming the the this like castle area. Um, it's only for PS5. They did say will be um, Xbox and PC players will get their own demo later in the spring. But have you guys seen anything on uh, this PS5 demo or played it? I have not. I don't have a PS5. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a yeah, PS5 me neither. either. Now I'm sad. <laughs> but did you guys at least I... uh, look up anything on it? Well, what I find weirdest is that when they say the Xbox and PC are going to get their own demo, do they mean it's going to be something different? Because this Maiden yeah. demo doesn't it feels like it's not going to be something that's like in the game so is it just yeah it's an just, engine it, it, experiment just, or what what is it it's just so you can get a feel for the look and style that they're going oh, for I they i don't remember the exact terminology they use it was like a visual trailer or something like that i don't remember exactly like the terminology piece. but it was basically just so you can walk around and get a feel for the puzzles and the mm. 
the layout of the castle and such, but it's completely different. Like you're, you're playing as a completely different character. I don't know in terms of timeline wise, how before or after or where it lines up with Resident Evil 8, but it is just mm. so you can just get a feel for it. That's all. And I uh, think that's, that's really, really cool that, that they're doing that. Cause I think they did it with seven as well. Didn't they do a yeah, demo that yeah, was just something random. Yeah. yeah I, I like that. Like a demo that's not like play the first half an hour of the game. Just, mm-hmm. you know, find the mood of this environment and feel it and just check it out. Yeah, just a taste. Yeah, I, I honestly, I hope more studios do that. I'm surprised no, people aren't already doing that after 7, because when the 7 demo came out, everyone was talking about it, trying to find all the secrets and all this stuff, you know. A bit like PT. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It, I was going to go to It PT. was so like PT, and it was yeah. brilliant. It was such brilliant marketing for that game and now now they're doing basically the same thing with village except i feel like there's less secrets it's like that people are uncovering and more of people chasing down their the, the, the vampire girl because everyone's <laughs> so horny for her but uh it still kind of strikes the same thing where it's like cool i got a feel for this game the game looks absolutely beautiful yet horrifying at the same time and uh i think it's a brilliant move i i actually kind of i really do hope more studios do follow suit with that yeah, I was gonna, I was, I was gonna touch the the topic or the uh, the band you just mentioned that I feel Resident Evil Seven did that or Capcom did that on Resident Evil Seven because of how the PT demo worked out and was so insanely popular. So I, I feel like that's their um, inspiration, if, if we may. Yeah, yeah, I, I've, I, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I think it probably is like some sort of like inspiration. It's like, like what you said. Yeah. Absolutely. More Resident Evil news that we have, though, because they did announce if you if you buy the game, you'll get a free online like PVP online game called Resident Evil Reverse, um, which is sort of a similar thing that they did with um, the Resident Evil 3 remake, where they had a, a separate online package that came with it or whatever. We don't know a whole lot. We just know it's going to be a, an online game with a bunch of different iconic characters, both heroes and villains from the, the series and stuff like that. Did, did you guys see this? Like, What was your thoughts on it? Uh, Luis, we'll, we'll go with you first. Um, so we talked about the Rebirth, right? And yeah, I did see it. I saw I saw the video that they were showing up on the or it was a showcase, and I don't know how I feel about it. It's kind of like they already did some online player versus player, I guess, modes before. Like we were talking about Resident Evil Six before. There is a there's still like I said a, a way you can play where you can. In certain parts of each story, you can actually get into a player's game that, that it's uh, currently playing and be one of the zombies, for instance, and or one of the monsters. And you have your own set of uh, goals that you need to accomplish and whatnot. And I kind of like that. I kind of like that you could uh, be the monster from the get-go because what I get from Rebirth is that you start as a, as a playable character, if I'm not mistaken. And then if they kill you, you turn into some sort of zombie, if I'm, if I'm getting this right. And it kind of feels like, I don't know, kind of overwatch e to me with a kind of comic book kind of look. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, it, it was very stylish. Uh, mm-hmm. Not cel-shaded, but yeah, it was like very comic booky type of look to it. I do I do like the look, the, the graphics. I think it's cool. Uh, what I 
also gather from the video that they're showing for reverts is that the controls are very hard. Apparently, no one was hitting anything. If you if you notice that, yeah, I, I thought that was a terrible gameplay showcase because yeah. it's like it's like like yeah, it's a PvP thing, but no one's actually like hitting each other. Everyone's shooting the wall, and I was, I'm like, ground. this is the worst gameplay reveal I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, who approved that? Or is that the best they actually could get? I doubt it. I think it's just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what went wrong with that, but that was just, I thought it was horrendous. I think that's what turned me off. Like, I, I just, I've never liked any online thing Resident Evil's done, except for, I do like the co-op that 5 had. I didn't play 6 ex- outside of the demo that they had for it, Um, so I can't really speak about 6, but I liked 5's game pl- uh, co-op it's mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily a game that i thought was great but i think it's a good co-op game and as a solo game it's it's fine but as it a is. co-op game it was very fun but the whole pvp thing i just don't think is very good i thought the uh the game that came with resident evil remake th- three remake i thought was so unbalanced and just did not the premise was kind of cool but it just did not work at all and i just really did not enjoy it so I, I just I think I'll honestly I'll skip this. I just don't think I'll I'll enjoy it like I have with other Resident Evil online experiences. What about you, Ben? I, yeah, I, I don't I don't really understand why they're making a why, why they keep making PvP multiplayer as if Resident Evil has it, it's not like Call of Duty or something. It doesn't function in the same way. It's like it feels like some sort of hangover from you know when Assassin's Creed was doing multiplayer modes and things like that, like that era when every game did it. I, I don't quite oh, get why yeah. they're why why they're bothering to make a PvP, especially when you guys are saying the co-op is like so loved and made RE five and six much better. Why why are they doing a PvP? <laughs> I yeah, guess it makes sense keep to doing me. it, but it's yes. not like it 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 explodes and it's like a thing that has a long life cycle or anything like that. Like I just I, yeah I don't know what audience they're going for because whatever audience they're going for like i like i don't want to dismiss it completely like i'm sure there are people who are still like who are still playing some of these online resident evil games and stuff like that and really enjoyed them that's awesome especially if you're going to serve that audience but just as a business standpoint i can't imagine that audience is big enough to actually put in the money and invest the time and effort into developing these online games i just don't know like who's playing them <laughs> you know mm. it, feel, it, yeah, it totally. feels like some strange like experiment because it's just free as well like who knows if it will be you know have microtransactions or anything but it just oh. comes free with the game mm. so it it's not like a money-making tactic as far as i can tell it's just something they've done maybe just it's like not a really clear project? why maybe yeah maybe or just some people who didn't have anything to do <laughs> yeah like hey uh, i i finished my my work for the day what do you want me to do like uh make this online thing they go oh, all right then <laughs> yeah i had completely forgotten about the uh the pvp assassin's creed attempt that they made that was oh that was yeah awful. that was terrible yeah thank you for <laughs> made it for that. about five minutes <laughs> yeah no it's 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 awful i remember they, one they of stuck my... with it for a good couple games but then they eventually yeah. got, then yeah, they they got eventually... the memo of, oh no one really likes this no one a really lot it. okay and i do think it's um it's um i don't know it's a miss doing a pvp resident evil game in general i feel like they could do so much more if they do sort of like uh, an online, let's say, four-player um, squad with different characters you can choose from. And then, I don't know, um, storm the manor from the first games or um, Storm Raccoon City and do some um, mm. co-op objectives there and or just 
deal with these um, hordes of zombies here, like a horde mode, like back when uh, Gears of War 3 used to have them in Gears of War 2, for, for instance. I feel like they could do so much more other than PvPs with Resident Evil. I don't know. It feels weird to have uh, Claire and, and, and Leon, you know, pay, uh, against each other. Yeah. yeah well, I the think, first uh, thing. Sorry, go ahead, Ben. Oh, well, the first thing I thought of was how have they not made Call of Duty zombies in Resident Evil? Mm-hmm. You know, two players oh, against the horde of zombies. Like, I don't get why that isn't, why cops not focused on in that game, especially when other people have seen success in very similar styles, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah. like someone's pitching it, being like, hey guys, you know uh, Call of Duty, right? And then they go, yes, like the PvP. And they're like, no, 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 no. like uh, a horde mode zombies thing. And they go, PvP? And they go, no, PvE. <laughs> and they go, pvp and then they make a pvp <laughs> game instead it's like it's like no that's not what i was trying to tell you guys like that's how i feel like like a horde mode thing like whether it's like years of war or like call of duty zombies that would be cool and it's it's so built for that i don't know why they're not making that let me play that don't make me play whatever this resident evil reverse thing is that looks also terrible. i don't know anything about game dev but it feels like it would be easier to make that than to make what reverse is <laughs> probably yeah and it's weird because they already have uh, a very big lore and they already have a very big fan base that's um stuck even after the resident evil 6 apparent f- fiasco that i'm that i don't agree with so they could very easily do a pv online game with two to four players doing the co-op missions it's insane mm. that they're not doing that for me. For me. If they're going to do something online, why not do that? Yeah, I would say it's like try and serve what your fan base likes, you know? Like, I just, I I don't, like, this is not what the majority talk about, you know? It's not like all the discussion when a new Resident Evil game gets announced is, oh, man, they don't have a PvP mode? I'm so disappointed. Like, the, no <laughs> one was talking about that when Resident Evil 2 Remake came out. But yeah. for a reason, they decided we need a PvP thing for Resident Evil 3 Remake. Uh, like, maybe because that game was so short, they wanted to kind of give it a little bit extra weight to it and mass to the game by attaching this free online thing to it i don't know but like i just don't understand the rationale behind it but i don't know capcom does all sorts of weird choices and stuff like that uh i think we could see that across the whole resident evil franchise they're just weird choices you go why is this in the game but okay i guess we'll go with it you know so i guess they're sticking to their brand of weird choices yeah and they're gonna survive it i mean it's not like this uh, like it's gonna kill people are still gonna play the next resident evil Oh yeah, it's I. It's honestly at the end of the day, it's no big deal. I, I'll. I'm just going to, uh, when I get that Resident Evil Village, that online Resident Evil Reverse is going to be in my Steam library, and I'm never going to download it. It's. I'm just going <laughs> to ignore it, and I'm just going to download and play Village instead, and just pretend reverse doesn't exist in my library. I am probably going to play it because I have some friends that will likely go, um, like to play it, so I, at least I'll try it out. Yeah, might as well. That mm-hmm. makes sense. I just, yeah. all my friends all saw that and were like, that does not look good. We're not going to play that. And I go, okay, well, I don't have anyone to play this with. Then I guess I was, I won't check it out. Yeah, I just, I just went back and replayed the, the video. And yeah, the, the gameplay mechanic looks odd. Why, 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 why did they go with that? It's weird. Well, maybe if you play it, you can tell us if you can actually shoot people or it's just a <laughs> shooting wall simulator. Because that's what it looks yeah, like. It does. Yeah, probably will. <laughs> maybe that's why it's because it's claire and um leon they don't want to shoot each other they're friends <laughs> but so claire, that's why they've made it like that <laughs> but claire hit him with your rocket come on <laughs> it's true, true. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, so another thing they did, they announced a crossover event where you can get Resident Evil styled gear in The Division 2. Do you guys play The Division 2? And is this something that's like kind of strikes you a little bit? Uh, I checked out. Oh, go over. Go yeah, ahead, Ben. I, I checked out uh, Division 1. It's fine. I might pick up Division 2 at some point if it's on sale. But the one thing I thought when I first saw this was this sounds like something that was intended to be announced earlier and for some reason it's only happening now because I feel like no one cares about the division two right now. And it, it feels like something that should have happened alongside an earlier announcement when the division two was fresher, but now it just feels like there's no discussion about it. The only people going to get this skin and go, who's going to go back to it just to get the Leon Kennedy skin if they don't want to play it anymore. It feels like yeah. something that's just it a has bit a loyal too for, the, for the game. Yeah, it has a lot yeah, of no. fan base, but it's still like, I, I don't know who's, like, that's not going to, I don't know, I, I just, I've, it's such a weird choice and such a weird crossover, of all, especially of yeah. all games, The Division 2, really? It's like, so random. Yeah, I, I, I guess there must have been, someone got a fat paycheck to make this happen, Yeah, you know? <laughs> there, was, there was a discussion between two people who clearly didn't understand what either person was going for, Yeah, it happened. <laughs> You think that's you think that's weird? Do you see? I think I actually covered it for for the page. Uh, you seen that the new Silent Hill IP is probably already uh, sitting in in a, in a casino as a slot machine. Oh, what? interesting. What? Yeah, they made us a, a Silent Hill um, slot machine. Oh, <laughs> I did hear about. I think I think I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a new IP. So like they pretty much they didn't announce anything like that, but some people noticed that there was a new IP under the Silent Hills name. And then when they dig it up, uh, they found that it was a slot machine. That's so, that, that's what it is. So that's the next step is we're gonna get a Resident Evil slot machine. That's what yeah. that's what they're they were going to I mean, orig- what, originally announce want. that, but then they decided to scrap it. You know, they're like, ah, oh, let's let's push back the slot machine. Let's work on it a little bit. We'll, we'll come <laughs> back to that one. Later. Let's try the PvP one more time. Oh, sorry. Let's try the PvP one more time. Is it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you're gonna buy. They're actually gonna have a full on, full priced online game. But then you're gonna get a slot machine, like a full size <laughs> slot machine, sent to your home for free, just to kind of accompany the uh, the online, the PvP game. Yeah, it's exactly what they're gonna well, do. I wouldn't mind that if it was full of money. I'm taking the slot machine. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna crack that thing open, take what's in it, and then I'll just dump in the garbage. <laughs> Uh, the final thing they did is they really it wasn't really much. I thought it was a weird I thought basically everything after village I thought was really felt like a not very good presentation and felt really weird. But then they they so their Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, they announced this a good bit ago. It's the Netflix CG movie with Leon and Claire. It's taking place after the events of Resident Evil 4, New Zombie Outbreak, that whole uh, you know, that whole spiel. But then they showed like a couple seconds of new footage and then they're like yeah it's coming out in 2021 it's like okay we already know that what's the can you give us more details on the story and then they're like nope and then that was it so it was it's a really <laughs> weird tag along to remind people about this movie rather than give us a new trailer or any new info um ben what's your thoughts on resident Evil infinite darkness yeah it felt like a funny reminder that these showcases are often just adverts where it was like oh and by the way this is still happening <laughs> I don't think I don't think there was actually any new information other than 
Actually, there wasn't any new information. There was just some footage, right? Uh, it was yeah. There was a little bit of footage while someone was talking over it and just kind of being <laughs> like, "Hey, remember this movie? It's coming." And it's like, "Yeah, we know." Yeah, I I'm I like the fact that it's uh, you know it's not uh, live action. I might watch it because I don't think I ever want to see a live action Resident Evil. Uh, I've never seen the, the oh the old dude, ones. they're so good. I mean, dude, they're t- no they're way. awful. They're they're horrible, yeah. <laughs> but they're so yeah. entertaining. I like. I rarely say I have a guilty pleasure, but I will say though I do have a guilty pleasure in which is the live action uh, Resident Evil movies. They're so fun, but they're so they're horrendous, but they're fun. They're fun. You yeah, should they're them. they're the definition of, of so bad that becomes good. And yeah, I mean they're, 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 they have like a cold following kind of deal. They, I mean, I think they change very much the tone by the third or fourth one that that they had in the first couple ones. Like the first couple ones were trying to be more like the games. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're in the mood for something that's so bad it becomes good, then yeah, you should probably start seeing the Resident Evil movies. For this uh, new movie, what was it called again? The uh, Infinite Darkness, Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. Darkness. I mean, I like CGI Resident Evil movies. Uh, I enjoy them. They're, they're also pretty cheesy, like the games. I kind of just hope they don't do it as over the top like they did Vendetta. You remember Vendetta 2017? No, I saw one of the Resident Evil uh, CG movies. I couldn't tell you which one, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. This one had, I mean, it was crazy over-the-top action deal with a uh, story with uh, Chris and, and Leon dealing in some, I don't know, European or um, Eastern European city. And it has crazy scenes like Leon driving a uh, Ducati, I think it's supposed to be. I think it is a Ducati, a bike, and has a zombie dog chasing them. And then the dogs, of course, can't keep up with the bike, right? That's that's obvious. And Leon is, at some point, if I remember correctly, he's accelerating the bike with his foot somehow and shooting at the same time. And then there's a scene where they, they're they getting swarmed in like a hallway. And Leon dispatches like, I don't know, 20 or 30 zombies with his handgun in a sort of John Wick kind of style. I think he was very inspired by it, by it too, and, and I find it funny. But I, if you can see everything, it will be in that. I think it's like an hour and maybe 20 minutes long. It's it's over the top with action. And I felt like it was too much. Even though I like a dumb action, dumb, dumb comedy movies kind of deal, uh, I think this one just overdid it. Oh, wow. Well, that's, if it's your you know, if it's your type of thing and you even you feel like it was overdone, that says a lot. Um, yeah, it becomes ridiculous at some point. I don't think they'll do that with infinite darkness so like just from the trailer we got like however long ago it felt a lot darker and a lot grittier and a lot more like horror-esque and i hope that's what they end up doing with it i would like a really good full-on resident evil horror movie i fingers crossed but we really don't know a whole lot of it i guess i'll just keep my expectations low and it comes out this year on netflix so if you have netflix might as well turn it on and you're not losing money on it you know if it's bad Mm -hmm. you can just turn it off yeah. It's the type of thing where I will watch it, but I'll probably spend more time looking at Twitter than the film. <laughs> yeah, unless it's surprisingly really good. Who knows? Well, but... you never know. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> but my expectations are very low. I just hope it's good, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure we'll talk mm. about it whenever it, it comes out at some point this year, supposedly. But uh, let's get into our next story. So I have an article pulled up from gamesindustry.biz by Christopher Dring. Uh, so Xbox was going to bump up its Xbox Live Gold um, up a dollar a month to 1099 or up $5 for six months to 5 
$59.99. Obviously, people were not happy about this, and people even were saying that they were going to cancel their Xbox subscription, go to PlayStation, and all this stuff. And like, it was like 16 hours later, something like that. It was less than a day later. Xbox backpedaled. They put out an apology. Like, okay, we're not gonna, we're not gonna put up the price or anything like that. This was a mistake. So, uh, Ben, what was your thoughts on that? I thought it was kind of hilarious. I, I really like the fact that they obviously went back on it really quickly. But the whole situation when it happened, like the idea of paying £120 for a year of just online access and some really bad free games, which Xbox hasn't really managed to get as good free games as PS Plus does. So like $120 for that is just insane. And everybody online was just like going crazy about it. And I remember seeing it and I just thought I didn't really think people actually cared that much about their online subscription service. I thought most people on Xbox were either on Game Pass or just not subscribed to anything. And it was clearly a move for them to say, oh, look, Xbox Live Gold is just a bit cheaper than uh, Game Pass Ultimate. It's not massively cheaper, so you may as well upgrade to the Game Pass Ultimate and obviously wanting to push subscribers that direction. But it was obviously a bad move. You're doubling the price of something that people have been paying for monthly for years. Yeah, it's like, been that sort of change. And yeah, that sort of change is massive. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I actually, I I did read somewhere about that theory of like, hey, maybe they were trying to get people onto Game Pass Ultimate mm. by bumping up the price. And I, th- yeah, I I think that's totally likely. I, you know, obviously we won't know for sure. Um, they're just gonna put out PR esque um apologies and be like, oh, that was our mistake, blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, they're not gonna be like, you guys caught us. We were trying to get you to Game Pass Ultimate. They <laughs> obviously would never would never admit to that, but. I think yeah. it's totally plausible. I think that makes perfect sense. But yeah, it was how quickly this went though was so insane. It was hard to keep yeah. up because I saw that. I saw the outrage and then the apology. And I was, I was yeah. I'm like, I'm like, this was less than a day. It was so quick. But hey, I went on Xbox. I saw, I yeah, guess. I saw Phil Spencer on Twitter like saying sorry to people, being like, oh, this isn't, you know, we we we've made a mistake uh, sorry about that just replying to random influencers yeah tweets. i think that's not not just like outside of the pr stuff just talking to people on twitter i was like yeah they've Phil clearly awesome. been on this yeah I, he's I really love Phil spencer he's i i think he seems like a really genuinely like cool good guy and i think his heart's in the mm. right place and uh yeah i i i really uh respected him for coming out just on his own personal account being like sorry we messed up big time uh Luis though we didn't haven't heard from you what's what's your thoughts on this I think the root issue or the main issue here it's not that they were trying to um hike the price on something that people have been paying for years at the same uh price point I think the main problem is that subscription thing even exists to begin with this is what originally dropped me off of console gaming Back in, I don't know, 2006 or seven, when the Xbox 360s came out, it was insane to me that I had to buy a console, I had to buy a game, back then still very much physical games mainly. Uh, And then I had to pay for my internet connection and then I had to pay for a way to to play online. When I remember uh, maybe five years prior to that, I was managing to play online on my PS2 I mean, to me, it was crazy, and I knew that if I remember correctly, and you can correct me if, if I'm wrong, I think PS3 didn't originally had any kind of uh, network requirements. Like I told you uh, before that I still play sometimes Resident Evil 6 online, but when I last plugged the name my PS3 on, on October or whatever it was, 
I was able to play online and there was no fee or no subscription that I needed to pay for. So I think yeah. that really caught up with the PS4 too. And to me, the main problem really is that this even exists to begin with. This should be something that does, doesn't does exist. I get why Game Pass is a thing because they offer you a Netflix-like gaming experience with different games that you can download. And that's okay. I can, I can live with that. That's, I think that's fine. But the Xbox Live and PSN uh, subscriptions, they should have never been a thing to begin with. So the backpedaling by Xbox is them, okay, let's go back to the one bad thing, the lesser, the lesser evil that we did manage to um, squeeze in uh, through to the gamers so many so many years ago and they are still willing to pay and not have them revolve over something that shouldn't even be a thing to begin with. So, I mean, Phil Spencer, I think he's likable. I think he knows what to say. I think he's very... Uh, political in that in that way of not knowing how to handle things and how not to rock the boat and when to say different things and some other people some other um personalities personalities in the um in the business maybe aren't as good as managing uh what, what, what should i say scandals like like he is comes to mind the guy with the long hair from blizzard maybe uh when, when that <laughs> thing happened and yeah i mean he seems like a cool good, like a cool dude and everything i think that's his job though and i just disagree entirely with the whole xbox hold and PSN um, scheme, um, personally. I think that's what dropped me off console gaming first, or originally. And if I'm thinking about getting a PS5 now, I'm certainly not going to pay for a PSN subscription. I'm just playing my single-player games. Yeah, I completely agree. I think um, the value proposition of like a, an online service has always just been like, well, if you want to play Call of Duty or FIFA online, then you have to pay us money. But now it's at the point where oh, we started giving you free games and now PS Plus, we've given you a selection of games on the new consoles or on Xbox. We've got this new Game Pass thing. It's like, why was I paying for online in the first place? Like, mm-hmm. it, it, there's no clear like reasoning for it. And if you're spending 60 quid a year or $60 a year just to play Call of Duty online, you don't really think about it because it's $60 a year. But then they double the price and you start actually thinking like, why am I paying for this? And why was to I paying for it? Fortnite. Yeah, why exactly. does that need to happen? Yeah, it's it's completely insane. And I mean, PC would never, I, I hope, would never do that because uh, there's no way PC gamers would get on board with that when games mm. on PC have always been online since back in the 90s. Even when I wasn't playing, well, I was playing on PC back in the 90s, so my Age of Empires and whatnot. But yeah, and to touch the other point that you were talking about, Ben, uh, where you were kind of surprised that people were, or so many people were upset about it. I do know a good number of players that have their consoles exclusively to play online games like, I don't know, FIFA or Call of Duty, and that's it. Mm. Like They just play one or two games. So there's no point on them to getting a game pass subscription for instance and so they go with gold which is cheaper again shouldn't even exist but they go with the cheaper option and i guess that makes sense why so many people were upset some a lot of people are used casual gamers and that's totally fine and i i am glad they managed to essentially make them backpedal this that's one of the few good things that I find on social media that 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 works for the people in that way uh, outreach whenever something like that happens uh, but yeah, I think the root issue is something else and, and that runs deeper that shouldn't even exist. I get it. I, I, I totally get it from a business standpoint of why they have these services. I do think they need to maybe rethink their strategies because just when Xbox Live really became a big thing and when PSN became a huge thing, the gaming 
like whole landscape is completely different back then than what it is today you know especially since you don't need to have online to play most games especially if you're like playstation they give you that incentive of hey you're gonna get some free games every month like that's awesome and i think that if you have an incentive it makes a lot of sense to sign up for it but since playstation's big thing is single player action adventure games it's outside of that you don't really need a uh, a psn account you know you don't really need online for a bunch of single player games so i think it's all about what your priorities are and what you're uh what you're looking for out of your experience whether you're an xbox player or a playstation player for me i i i love playstation stuff like that because my my big thing are is uh is a single player game. So like God of War, Spider-Man and all that stuff mm-hmm. I love. And so that's why I've stuck with them. Xbox, I've fallen off because one, they didn't have the exclusives. Now they're finally getting the exclusives. Like we'll talk about the medium in a second, but now that they said all of their Xbox exclusives will be on Game Pass PC. So I'm like, cool. I don't have to ever buy an Xbox and I don't need Xbox Live Gold. Okay, I'll just pay for Game Pass on PC and get to play all of the Xbox exclusives that I want to even uh, try out or I'm actually excited to play. So mm. I think it, I think it, it's, a, it's an individual basis and it's kind of all about on what you like for gaming and what you want to go for. I think that's the, the beauty of gaming is just like you have all these different people who play on different platforms for different reasons. You know, you, you do have the people who play Call of Duty exclusively on Xbox or PlayStation, but then you have the people who just go into all of these um, other types of games like, you know, like like The Last of Us 2s and uh, Ghost of Tsushima's, stuff like that. Or you have... PC gamers, you know, and stuff like that. I think that's what's the beauty of it. And um, only in the last, like, maybe two or three years, I got into PC gaming, and I've never looked back. But I will still keep um, PlayStation on hand just because of I don't want to miss out on those exclusives. But Xbox, yeah, there's if you're a PC gamer, you have no reason to play Xbox, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah even, even if you have I your, think that's true. even if you have your PlayStation, you're likely not going to have PSN if you have your PC. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, yeah, it, it's all about like what you want to get out of your gaming experience with your preferred platform and stuff like that, or preferred platforms depending if you're if you have multiple things and whatnot. But I I get it. Um, I I don't fully agree on that they shouldn't axe the uh, the whole paid online service thing. I get it, but at the same time, I do think they just need to, they just need to rethink it and just kind of change it up to kind of fit what gaming is today. Because gaming in 2021 is not what it was in 2005. Well, they did backpedal and say that uh, free-to-play games are now don't need it. So that's that was oh, yeah. quite nice to see. Because obviously free-to-play games now, Fortnite and Rocket League, huge. And if you're paying 60 quid a year to play them, and then you also want to get a battle pass within them, it just feels a bit mad. It's quite nice that they were like... Because I think I read somewhere that they've been planning to make free-to-play games not need Xbox Live Gold. It was nice to see them push that announcement forward and just make it happen and turn bad news into kind of good news yeah i think they they turned things around and they it was a pr disaster that has turned into something a lot more positive now so yeah that's what it's all about just turn bad things into good <laughs> um which not everyone's able to do this is um a mm. rare case i feel like in the games industry good on xbox i guess yeah they do handle their uh disasters uh in a lot I mean, in a better way than most other. Well, a lot of other companies do. Yeah, just ignore the uh, the, yeah. It's like they they've 
been able to learn and, and grow. I think they've had you know, um, a rough few years lately. Yeah, and part of that is that they beat around the bush. They say, okay, we screwed up, sorry, whatever. And some other people don't do that. Some other companies don't do that. They never, they were, they would never admit that they were wrong. Or if they do, they do have a half-assed apologies. Like I guess the guy from Lizard, did. I still can't get that on my head. Like that half. Oh yeah. I, well, I just think about CD Project Red's. That's what I was thinking apologies. as well. Jeez, Jesus. Yeah. Oh yeah, I see the pretty good was also another thing. I mean that that, that, that would that would show well, yeah. you yeah. We're sorry, it's our QA fault. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was yes. awful. Maybe maybe get better QAs. I mean that's on you, dude. Yeah, I know. I'm like, you're the one who hired these people. Come on. Yeah, you're in charge. Sort it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean CD Projekt Red was throwing people under the bus left and right. Remember uh the memes of the last time it was delayed and, and then when I sent the screenshots of uh the whoever is running the the twitter account saying yeah definitely this whatever date and then the next day it gets delayed again it's like oh maybe a little bit of a heads up in there yeah <laughs> i think it's it, well that's all about leadership i think it's just like yeah. like i think what helped xbox because xbox the xbox one launch was a disaster because they just had the bad leadership but when phil spencer kind of took over he was able to it took him years to kind of get them in the right direction but he did manage to do it and i think that's the big thing is you have good mm-hmm. leaders like phil spencer who are able to steer things in the right direction but then you have bad leaders like the people who run c project red who just handle these disasters and all these other controversies you know like there's so, there's been so many controversies surrounding C, um, cyberpunk 2077 outside of just the the typical glitches and bad launch and whatnot you know even before it came out there was stuff about transphobia and things like that and they would just their response to it would be so problematic and would stir up the outrage even more and it's like no this is you need like a good pr person to, steer, to get you to say yeah. the right thing because you're they whatever a, you're doing is wrong they need a pr team to just tell them to stop talking for five minutes because every single time they respond they just seem to be making it so much worse as well i know we're yeah. not meant to be talking about cyberpunk because we talked about it last week but we everything i we, see we, uh, to be honest, so we're going to talk about cyberpunk for a while just because it's, yeah. Yeah, it's such that, a good talking point of mm-hmm. all these different issues that are in the industry. And it's such a good example of so many things that are wrong with games, yeah. you know, in the games industry. Yeah, I mean, Phil Spencer is good, is good at what he does and he knows how to handle big companies. And I think part of the issue with CD Projekt Red here is that they just very recently became big or uh, popular, I guess, or a big name uh, in gaming. Like back when The Witcher 3 came out, they were still considered kind of uh, an indie sort of situation that was still kind of the vibe. People were talking about The Witcher with like, oh yeah, this is a game that's made by some indie company, which it wasn't at the point, but it was still like the vibe they were putting out because they started um, small and then they grew up uh, like very crazily fast. And I think there's, it's a different way to handle because everything you do now that you're in the spotlight, yes, yeah, it, it can shred you and, and it has been shredding these guys. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, it, I think you uh, you hit the nail on the, the head with that. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, hopefully Xbox doesn't make any more hiccups, but they have a huge year lined up for them. One of which their first big release of the year is going to be the Medium, which comes out the 28th. It's a 
horror game where you're stuck between two worlds, the real world and the spirit world. It will have uh, Akira Yamoka. Is that how you say his last name? I probably butchered that, right? He was the composer of some right. Silent Hill games. Yamaoka. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm yeah. I, I'm a dumb white guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is uh, yeah. It comes out this this week. Um, Ben, uh, what what are your thoughts on the medium? I know you're not a big horror guy, so I I do think this looks brilliant. Like Believer Team just make absolute bangers. So it was Layers of Fear, and and this this one especially looks a lot like Blair Witch. So they made the Blair Witch game and and you use the camera to kind of rewind and fast forward and make an object appear in the world that you're in and solve puzzles and things. And and in the medium, you're flipping between the two worlds in real time. And I'm assuming what's going to happen is in one world, you'll find something and you can help it. It will help you to solve a puzzle in another side of the world and things like that. And to me, that's really, really exciting. It's a bit like that mission in Titanfall 2, the way you can change things, use different objects in different spaces, like... I think that's like some of the coolest kind of puzzle design that you can have. Like it's, it really excites me. So even though I'm not the biggest fan of horror, like just the puzzle elements here and the way it's being implemented and the fact that Bloober team have made some absolutely great games. Very exciting to me. Oh, wow. Well, high praise from the the non-horror guy. (laughs) (laughs) Luis, what do you think of the medium? I am also a bit hyped mainly because of the puzzle um, situation. I think uh, this puzzles that go over the 3D or uh, that go into, I don't know if you want to call it a 4D kind of uh, situation where you have to very think it through and and solve it in a sort of a creative manner. I think they're very much my thing. I I always like that sort of thing. I I wouldn't say I'm big on horror. I do like it. I do play it sometimes. Um, I don't, I I wouldn't say I get scared easily. That's that's a good thing. And about the medium, I don't know a lot about it because I've been trying to avoid seeing it because i like to get hands on it and not know a lot about it so I'm, i don't know i don't know if i'm going to be able to do that or if my curiosity would get the best of me and i will end up seeing but i so far i haven't seen any videos because i want to get everything fresh on this one because that, that's how i like my horror games i don't like to be hinted by the trailer or anything like that mm. not even in regards to the plot or anything i enjoy exploring the world uh, when it seems like it's worth it. And this one might just be the thing. Um, I also like when I was reading about it before, I don't know, the um, the names that were coming up. I think Troy Baker is going to be voicing Yeah, here. Troy Baker, who's yeah. in everything. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that that's fine by me. You know, he's a, he's a pretty good actor. And I remember seeing the game of Mary Elizabeth McLean as a singer in one of my Silent Hills games that I used to play. I honestly don't remember which song, but I, I seem to remember her and I seem to remember liking her. I need to start uh, listening again because it really rings a bell to me. And I think the to me, it seems like the combination might just be a great deal. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i in a weird boat, but kind of between what you guys are saying. Like, I think it looks it looks great. I think it really does. I'm, I'm excited for it. I actually already have it downloaded because you can pre-download it. I think the pre-download it came up pretty early actually like about a week ago or a few days ago um so i already have it on my computer just i have to let the game unlock when it releases but mm-hmm. i actually unpopular pin i don't like bloober uh, games actually i don't think they make banger games uh i thought i've seen like I, i've seen a good bit of layer, both layers of fury games i just thought it looked boring as hell i i, oh, I no, like the, the first I one's the, great 
I, I liked the premise and such, but I just thought it was boring. Um, I didn't play Blair Witch. I was excited for it, but then when it came out, it got not so good reviews, and so I just yeah decided to step away from it. I just, but I do think this might be able to work for me. I think they're gonna strike a. I hope they can just strike a better pacing for it. I do think they have great narrative ideas and concepts for in terms of game direction. Um, I just hope they're able to get something that can keep my interest throughout but um i do think it looks really interesting it looks really unique um like the way you said ben how they are able to kind of use these two worlds in terms of puzzle solving and it's such an interesting design to be like okay this thing there's a key in this world and then the lock is in the other world or something Mm -hmm. like that you know and stuff like that i think is it's going to make really cool game design and um i hope they're able to stick the landing for it um yeah i'm just keeping my expectations a little low just because i just don't really care for their other games but maybe this will be the one that finally gets me go oh this is why people like this studio um yeah i hope so but I think uh, I think if it. they make the most of that concept, then that it will be really, really interesting. It's just like Blair Witch. I think didn't do much with the idea. It, it never really got very interesting, but it showed like hints of like this potential of like really intricate, weird puzzles where you're flicking between two different worlds. If they can fully realize that, I think it could be really good. Yeah, I hadn't realized that they made that they were the ones that made um, Layers of Fear, and I never played the second one. I did play the first one. I did like it because I enjoyed the voice acting. I enjoyed the um, the entire atmosphere kind of deal. I, I wouldn't say it's a scary horror game. I don't I don't think it, it lands there. Uh, but far, as far as um, storytelling, I think, it's, I think it's okay. I did enjoy the first one. Like I said, I never played the second one. As far as the um, world switching kind of deal, I don't know how, how to call it. It's not a new idea. I, I, I used to play a flash game very uh, long time ago on my computer. It was actually called Shift, and it would switch over from black in, from a black uh, platformer to a white platformer in the same screen. So it was very simple, but it had the same idea of finding a key on one side and then the lock is in another one. And I've also seen that idea implemented some other places. And so I don't think that's going to that per se or by itself, it's not going to make a big difference here. It's going to depend on how they actually uh, complement everything around it. Dude, I totally forgot about Shift. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Shift yeah. was really fun. Remember that? It was very really hard sometimes. Yeah. No, I told, oh man, I can't believe you mentioned that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I that, man, I'm getting all these uh, very nostalgic now for, for Flash games and for, especially for that game. But, um, yeah, I think it's all about how they how they do it. It's not necessarily a new concept, but it it's all about innovating on it and making it feel different and just kind of stand out from the rest of other games, whether they're Flash games or they're other bigger titles that have done something kind of similar to that and such. So we'll see. We have we literally have this week to go, and uh, you like you said, you wanted to avoid things. Well, you only have. To two days to to avoid things Luis. i think you can pull out uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly but um, yeah i avoided the the witcher three um spoilers for like three years nice well well, you're you're a veteran of avoiding things then that's good (laughs) yes sir i mean not not entirely but i did avoid the the major ones the what 
the major ones, the more important ones. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 if I want to avoid something, I'll get, I'll get, like, I didn't, I didn't see any of the leaks that came out for Last of Us Part 2 when those leaks came out and stuff like that. And people were getting spoiled left and right because people are posting it in the comments or tweeting at people, whatever. Um, so I managed to do that. So, and I haven't seen a ton on the medium. Um, it's not like that I've gone media blackout on it on purpose. I just, just, simply about, just don't know a lot about it. Yeah, it's all about restraint. You know, if, you, if you're seeing something, you read it first there, instead of looking at it first. And yeah. that pretty much tells you everything you need to do. You just start reading that, oh, this game ha- is going to have whatever, and it's a game you're trying to play. You stop reading and You know, it's not that hard. Close your eyes, whatever. Yeah, it's a little hard <laughs> in our positions with, uh, as games oh, journalists. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, all right, I, I don't want to learn this, but I do have to I do just have for... To. Yeah, this article or this but, podcast or whatever stuff. Like but then you find out about some pretty awesome games that way, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it's pros and cons to it, absolutely. But since we're still talking about horror genres and stuff like that, let's go into our main topic of the episode about genres to explore. So the idea is, it's like there's certain genres in games that are that have a lot you can do with it, like horror. Horror means a million things. You know, you can do the puzzle-oriented stuff like the medium, or you could strike a balance of horror, action, puzzles, stuff like that with um, Resident Evil games. Survival. It, yeah, it, it's all over the place. Or for RPGs and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But I think there's some genres that just don't like are very narrow on what it means, and developers haven't really fully explored those genres. Um, an example I wanted to use was Souls-like games or Souls-born games, whatever uh, terminology you want to say. But games that are like from software's iconic games like uh, Bloodborne or Dark Souls, stuff like that. And they're pretty much all the same. Like even when you get outside from software and you see these other games that kind of go for that similar style, it is still like their fantasy uh, action RPG, third-person action RPGs. And they're just super hard, you know, and they're very cryptic in terms of storytelling and things like that. Um, but I would like to see them explore that a little bit more, like maybe different themes or settings that can change it apart. I know kind of from software is played with its own formula of this whole newer genre with Bloodborne kind of being a gothic Victorian game. Then you have Sekiro being uh, in feudal Japan. So I, I, I like that they're tweaking it, but other companies that are taking that formula and that sort of this newer genre that's been around for the last like you know 10 to 12 years or whatever um i would like to see more done with it because i do like from software's games and i like games that kind of mimic that style but i feel like it's very they're get they're closing in on the wall of being like okay we've done everything we we can possibly imagine to do for these types of games how can we maybe advance and push forward what it means to have like a souls like game um mm. i don't know what uh, what are your guys' thoughts ben well i you yeah, actually this is exactly the topic i, I the style of game i was going to bring up as well i i think I've I've been playing a lot of Dark Souls three recently. At the same awesome. time, I was playing it's a so lot of good. Co- oh my god, oh, it's so good. It like it's brilliant. And uh, I've beaten Dark Souls one probably three times. I've never bothered with Dark Souls two, but I love Souls games. And I've be- also been playing Code Vein at the same time. So Code Vein is like an anime Dark Souls basically with like Bloodborne themes, but the gameplay is pretty much Dark Souls, and it's 
made by Bandai Namco as well. So the, I think it's the same team that did God Eater 3. And it's it's a pretty decent Souls game in terms of the loop and the, the combat. It's definitely easier than any Dark Souls. But when I play it, I think all they've done is they've made a scrap board of themes that Dark Souls brings up, like blood and death and like rebirth and like endlessness and all these things and just shoved them into the game. And I'm fine playing the game because it's a good like gameplay loop, but the story just feels like such kind of this, let's take this and take that and shove them all together because that's what people like. Whereas Dark Souls is amazing because of the way it meshes these things and takes them quite seriously. It's quite a serious game. Whereas Code Vein feels like it's just like, well, people like it, let's shove it in there. And I just, I would love to see a Souls game that is new. Like something like, something like Hollow Knight is half metroidvania half souls and it has this whole new kind of world and really imaginative art and things like that that you can explore and i just i wish there was more of that rather than just copycats you think called could be the one that's called the anime dark souls yeah uh, I, I think yeah. it's decent but it's the story <clears throat> is just it's not good anime it's just nonsense bad anime as well it's just sure. It's just mad. <laughs> yeah, I got a buddy of mine that actually, uh, like the other week or whatever, um, for his birthday, um, because I knew he yeah. he loves like souls like games and stuff like that, and he loves anime. So I was like, oh, this is perfect for him, and oh, he's really perfect, enjoying yeah. it. But it is like I have heard it's not like innovative and in, in any way on that yeah. genre. Yeah, I've just heard that it's used as uh, uh, traps or. I don't know how to call it. Uh, content used pretty much um, stitched together. That doesn't even make a lot of sense. Um, yeah. In, in the whole exactly. scheme of things. Yeah, yeah, I heard something just about that. cute anime girls. So it's a little bit sexier, but not as sexy as those in Evil Village. It's somewhere in the middle in there, <laughs> in the sexy range. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the uh, dark, the black sheep here because I do enjoy uh, Souls game and I and I played. I think I played most of them uh, at least a little bit. But I've only ever beaten Dark Souls one so far, and part of the the reason why it's because uh, whenever I play a game, I don't like looking up things online. My uh-huh. my uh, I guess philosophy you want to call it is like when I used to play games in the nineties or early two thousands. It's sort of a nostalgic uh, trip for me. I do not look for things online. I, don't, I do not look for guides. And instead of just ask my friends and whatever they want to give me, it's, it's what I get. And if they want to troll me, then I get trolled. And that's, <laughs> that's how it used to be. And that's how I like it. But that gets, that gets um, extremely challenging with Souls-like games. Well, Dark Souls and, and, uh, in itself. So I've only ever played the first one. Um, and the other part of the reason why it's that is because I want to play all, play them all in, in order. So I, I, I have them all. I bought them all. And now I have the PC that can handle them. But for whatever reason, my controller is not picking up on Dark Souls 2, so it's all um, screwy, and, and I haven't had the time <laughs> to figure it out. So I'm stuck on that one. So I do, I am going to play Dark Souls 2 for what I've seen so far, and I've only played like 10 minutes with this uh, messed up controller. Uh, it feels very different. I get why it's not as popular, because right from the get-go, it's different. And yeah, I mean, yeah. eventually I'll get to the 3-0. But I did play, or I did beat uh, Dark Souls 1 without looking at anything online. And I know that I missed a big chunk of it because of it. Now, in regards to the subject of the genres to explore, have either of you played or, or seen Remnant from the Ashes? Uh, seen it, not played it. Uh, from the Ashes, right? 
um, Remnant from the Ashes. The Ice yeah, Vault. I, I I played it. Um, I personally, yeah, it's, it's a looter shooter type of game. I I personally, I I know a lot of people really like that game. I hated it. I really did not like it at all. Why is Isn't it got like Souls like elements in it? It's well. supposed it, to be a Souls like shooter. That that's what they're calling. Yeah, it. it's like a Souls like yeah. looter shooter RPG. So it's like like Borderlands style shooter except with like souls like elements mm-hmm. i personally was just um not a fan i thought the enemies were way too bullet spongy especially the bosses um mm-hmm. i felt um the art the looter shooter elements were really weak like there wasn't a whole lot of loot it was just more of just gunning things down and whatnot um mm-hmm. and also i will say the game i did have game breaking glitch too where the last boss was completely broken i just i i couldn't oh. beat the game because the boss broke yeah, I heard about it. Um, yeah, so that's that also kind of stung a little bit, but yeah, I I personally did not get the appeal of the game. Uh, and it's a very short game too, right? It's yeah, it's not that long. It's like I don't know, like fifteen to twenty hours, maybe maybe even less, depending uh-huh. on how long it takes to get through it. It's not overly hard. It's not like soul. It's not like Dark Souls level of difficulty, but it's you know it's pretty hard and stuff like that. Um, I, th- I guess I know why people kind of prefer it to a Souls-like shooter. Um, so the bosses can be pretty difficult, but um, and some of the boss fight designs, uh, in terms of the mechanics of like fighting them and stuff like that, is well done. Um, but it kind of just I think it missed the mark overall. Yeah, I haven't played it because, but I have been wanting to play it because I know it's co-op, and like I said, I, I love uh, co-op experience, and I want to play with a friend, but we haven't had the time to actually get in on it. Um, other than that, I was seeing another game that's also referred to as a Souls-like, and it's called Blasphemous. It's a sort of, I guess, an eight. Um, I don't know if I should call it an eight bit. It's not an eight bit. Uh, but it's like a platformer, kind of Hollow Knight um, style of gameplay, I guess, because I haven't played it. I have it on my list, too. Yeah, I saw to... this game. It looks really cool, and it's supposed to be yeah. really good. Yeah, I, 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 I'm really excited to play it. I hope to play it later this week because I want to get on it. But this is becoming a Souls-like conversation. Anyway, I want to steer it. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, so... Um, is there any um, any other genres that you could think of, Luis or Ben, that of like things that you would like to see kind of expanded upon, like you know, like like the Souls uh, genre? I don't know if it fits on the on what you had in mind for for the team, but I would like to see another game, uh, sort of like Smash Brothers, that isn't the fail attempt that PlayStation did. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Like, a, like uh, an ensemble crossover fighting yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that there is like a Marvel versus Capcom and, and all these things, but there's something about Smash, you know, that's uh, kind of childish, I guess, in its animations um, and still so good as a fighting game that I don't mm-hmm. think it's been uh, replicated anywhere else. Well, yeah, I, I think I know what you mean because it, it well, even just outside of like, you know, like in terms of the direction, like you said, like more like family friendly and such. But it, it's also like like Marvel versus Capcom or you do have like the crossover stuff that happens with, Mo- of with Mortal Kombat and Injustice, too, that um, oh, yeah. NetherRealm likes to do. Like they'll throw in like Ninja Turtles and, uh, and stuff like that or Predator. Mm-hmm. But those games are traditional like 
side-to-side type of fighting games. But what makes um, Smash Bros. so interesting is it's it's way more dynamic you know you mm-hmm. you have these different layers of the levels some of the the maps will are alternating and changing and like it's just the level to i think it's the level design that really sets it apart and you don't see a whole lot of that in fighting games it's more of just like yeah. here's your stage now go punch each other you know so yeah. i i totally get it yeah i think that would be really cool if they just maybe not necessarily like you don't maybe you, know, you don't need like a whole ensemble crossover uh thing you, it'd be cool you know having iconic characters fight each other but having something where the map design's a little bit more interesting and maybe a little bit more uh vertical than mm-hmm. just walking left and right you know and or jumping player yeah, yeah. and i, I mean uh, I, I know that i'm saying that because the playstation all-stars or whatever it was called attempted that and he had some verticality to it but it just felt weird if it's chunky uh, i don't know what's um, strange yeah well I, I reviewed a game actually for the site uh called bounty battle which was kind of billed as the indie game smash bros i think i gave it, it a called? three out of bounty battle bounty battle and you see you gave it a three yeah i think i gave it a three or maybe a four it was one of the worst games i've played in a long time like really oh, really rough dude, like it was a 3 on metacritic damn yeah so I, I i i know it was made by one or two people and credit to them for have, like it's really good idea they got some really good like ip in there i think guacamole too and things like that but i think the reality is it's smash bros is kind of perfect like especially smash bros ultimate so many people crossing over it's a bit like saying oh i love mario games I want another person to make a Mario game and then you play ukulele or something and it's just not quite the same. I think the thing that I find with Nintendo uh, when when they're doing their top tier titles, it's like I've not seen somebody replicate it and do it better. And I think people have tried to replicate it a lot with other genres. And I feel like, how can you do Smash better? <laughs> like, how can you make that combat more fun and more ridiculous? Like, I don't know. I think it would just... I would love to see it happen for something like, you know, the yeah, PlayStation you're totally characters. Right. This is this is exactly what I was talking about. And, and they had the characters from, uh, what is it, Dead Cells, uh, Darkest Dungeon that I'm seeing here on the yeah. images, and Wakamili. So this is what, I'm, what I was talking about, but it seems like it's not a good game for what I'm hearing. Jesus. That's no, it's, it's really rough, yeah. Damn. I, I do think that's interesting, because I do think, yeah, like whether you're looking at games like um smash or maybe hell you could probably say this about souls like games too it's it's hard to replicate that formula that was kind of already perfected and it's just like Mm. because before people jumped on the board of souls like games from software already had demon souls two or three no like two um uh dark souls games and then bloodborne came out and that's what really launched them as a studio And it's like, well, they already kind of have figured out this formula and now people have to figure it out. So, and, but the thing is though, Smash has been around way longer. So it's like, if someone was going to come around and try and attempt it at, you know, at some point, I think that ship has sailed, you know, it's like, I don't know who's going to attempt it now, now that they've kind of perfected, especially since the latest game. Yeah. I do hear like that it, it, it truly is the ultimate 
um, Smash uh, experience, and people like who play those games really uh, love that one. Yeah, you know, I think that my my reasoning for uh, suggesting that is wanting to be able to play something Smash like without actually having to be on a Switch because I don't have a Switch and I have to go to my friend's house for it. Mm. So I mean, something for my PC maybe. And that's what that game is, the bounty battle. But yeah, it seems like it didn't work out. Damn it. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it would be interesting. It would be cool. Like if they were to make a Smash, though, like, you know, like a whole crossover fighting game like that totally matches that, though. What kind of like crossover ensemble type of uh, experience would you even be looking for, Luis? Uh, now you're putting me on the stop and on the spot. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, I did. <laughs> I don't even know what I, what I what I was thinking. Why did I have to open my mouth? No, just kidding. Um, I remember <laughs> when I when I played the PlayStation All Stars game, I was kind of excited to because of the characters, in particular because of Kratos. Um, so I don't know. I'm thinking. I like something, you know, did you see the movie or read the book of Ready Player One? Like, it, it, it I, got everything on it? I, it's it's on my list to read the book. Uh, and I know they just came out the sequel to the book recently. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I never watched the movie or read the book. I know there's a lot of love for it, though. I read the book. Uh, I didn't see the movie. I didn't watch the movie. But, um, I've heard good things about the movie, though. Uh, supposedly, you have to go to a big screen with a good setup and, and watch it high for whatever reason. Um, but I, yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched the movie. I read the book. I did enjoy the book, even with the forced love story that it has on it. And I don't know. I, I feel like something like that with a lot of different characters. Like I love to be able to pedal, uh, I don't know, Geralt against a dude from Dark Souls. You know, I don't know. It sounds to me like you want Fortnite, basically, except not a shooter. feels like Fortnite is becoming that ready player one of, oh, we've got Star Wars, we've got Marvel, we've got uh, God of War, we've got Halo, mm-hmm. we've got everything. If, if they made that into, if, if Fortnite was Smash Bros, it would, it's, it's basically doing a lot of what Smash Bros does just with a different gameplay mechanic. Yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, that's just um, skin, you know. But yeah, mm. you're you're um, you're getting to something there because they are implementing a lot of games. Even even if they are just um, skins, and you can see Kratos uh, dancing or whatever, <laughs> um, which I'm I'm not against at all. Whatever, that's fine. Uh, whatever whatever floats your boat. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean those are essentially just um, skins or way to dress the character, and, and the gameplay is still the same. But yeah, I, mean, yeah. I know it's a lot to ask for, and I and I, and I realize that now that I'm being put on the spot. Thank you, Tristan. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so something like that could match everything for me and be able to play on my PC, and also probably make cross-platform. Like I don't know, yeah. Minecraft is cross-platform now. I know that I can play Minecraft with a lot of my friends, even regardless of what uh, system or platform they have. So something like that. It's mainly because I don't want to be forced to buy a Switch to play Smash because that's essentially what I play on the Switch. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I, I get that too. It's like if you already have that game and something else comes out like it, you know, you're like, well, what's the point to buy this when I already have this other game? But I guess you could make the argument too: is people do buy a new Call of Duty game every year and they don't really 
innovate or change that like a whole lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since I th- felt war- the the last Modern Warfare kind of perfected that formula, and then they came out with Cold War, and Cold War's no one it didn't seem appealing to a lot of people because they already had a really great game. So it's like if you, that's kind of the problem is like if you in a in a genre or a style of game is like if you, if you perfect that game, then any thing that you make that's like that or anyone else makes like that then people are gonna go what's the point <laughs> you know it's like you kind yeah, of something gonna to be people. well i think um i don't know i i th- it makes me think of like something like monster hunter as well like i love monster hunter games nobody's ever been able to really copy it right and it's kind of the best thing that monster hunter was ever like the best thing that was ever influenced by monster hunter was dark souls so dark souls took a load from it but made a new kind of game it's like how Hollow Knight took a load from, you know, Metroid and Dark Souls, but made a new kind of game. I don't know. I, th- I think that's where, like, these really niche genres, like, exist. Like, I don't know if anybody could make a better Monster Hunter game because mm-hmm. it feels like there's not a lot of room for m- movement there. Yeah, it's like you kind of take some ingredients and then you kind of mix them together and then you have a completely new thing you know yeah it's like you have flour and water two separate things but you put them together boom you have dough you know yeah, uh, yeah. and then you can take that dough and make it into, into a million different things you know if you work it in a certain way boom you have bread but then you can work it a different way and you have pizza completely different foods and sort of like the same idea it's like you take you know like some horror and you take some souls like and then you take a shooter and then boom you have whatever you know it's like it's sort of Mm -hmm. like that same uh the idea so i think it's all about just what these developers do and just just let creative people talented creative people run wild with their ideas and see what works and see what doesn't yeah, and be able to balance it right. Like you can take psychological horror and sort of action and survival, and you have the evil within if you do it right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's all about execution. You know, it, it, you can have a derivative derivative idea that's just like, oh yeah, this game. It's just like this this other game, but it's really good. You know, mm-hmm. and we I think we can all kind of think of games like that. You know, it's just like there's a million first person fast paced first person shooters like Call of Duty. Like um, way earlier, Ben, you mentioned Titanfall too. It's like the Titanfall yeah. games are really fun. They're just kind of call of duty with mechs essentially they don't yeah. do a whole lot to really innovate outside the mechs but they're fun as hell you know at least they were fun as hell until they yeah. i decided to not make them anymore you know um oh. which i think that made you a little sad but no, uh, i did worry. i was just thinking about how the genre i would like to see explored is the titanfall genre <laughs> just, more, more just, giant just do more titans fighting and yeah. shit <laughs> yeah that's all uh, i want I don't know. I don't know if it counts because I actually never played Titanfall. I know it has mechs and I know it has shooting. And this is also another wildly unpopular game that I that I also like because of the co-op. Maybe What's mainly. With you, Luis? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, um, but I really enjoyed uh, what is it? Lost Planet Two. Oh, it, interesting. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's a throwback. Yeah. And I actually still have it physically for my for my PS3 too. I don't play it as much anymore, obviously. Uh, but it's a game that I like to throw in whenever I have some friends over. And like they they never played it because it was never popular, obviously. Uh, but yeah, it's enjoyable even with its issues. Mainly 
the registers, the, the, the split screen. I don't know why they did it that way, uh, but if you have a big enough um, screen, then that's that's something you can power through. But yeah, I really enjoyed that one too. Uh, it has a Max, well, kinda. I don't know. I don't know if they're Max. I don't know. I don't think they're Max. Uh, and then and it has a shooting. <clears throat> and yeah, I mean, it's also <clears throat> sorry. It's also very cheesy <laughs> too. Hmm. But I, I usually enjoy a very good co-op, and I think that's a good co-op too. Yeah, I think co-op like like we mentioned before. I mentioned before with Resident Evil Five. It's like good co-op can make up for a mediocre to even bad game. You know, like you'd be like, oh this could be way more improved, but Hey, I'm playing with my friend and that I think can really uh, change up the difference of how you experience the game. Definitely. And, yeah. And Lost Planet like is also, and, sorry. And Lost Planet is also oh. Capcom, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I don't know what's wrong with me today. Sorry. Oh, you're good. <laughs> well, they, Hey, you know, never know. Maybe one day they'll, they'll bring back uh, Lost Planet. You know, they, they still have that IP. They can do mm-hmm. it. Lost, Lost Planet 2 remake. Uh, that, yeah, with a different split screen. That's the next Bluepoint remake confirmed <laughs> right here. If they if they fix this split screen, then I'm golden. That's all. That, hey, it's a simple fix. They can do it. You know. Uh, hopefully, yeah. It was it was awful. Do you ever play that split screen? I uh, no. I, I played like I think they had yes. a demo of it on Xbox 360, and I played a little bit of that, but I didn't really get into it. Uh huh. Yeah, no, the split screen is, is awful. Like, it doesn't give you the half of the screen. It gives you, like, maybe, like, a less than a quarter of your of your screen for each huh. one. That's weird. And and then he has, like, a, these blank spaces with nothing. It's it's weird. It's awful. Interesting. Well, you guys uh, ever played the third one? I didn't. Lost Planet 3. I did not. I didn't know there was a Lost Planet 3. I just found it on, <laughs> on Wikipedia. I did know. I didn't know there was one. Uh, and I, and I, I think I just forgot about it. I didn't know there there there, there is one, um, and I think it's it was more well received than the second one. Oh, um, okay. And I I, never, I actually never played it. Uh, I think they removed the co-op, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and that's why I didn't actually get into it. But yeah, I mean, Lost Planet Two, I did I really did enjoy the co-op mechanic mm-hmm. also. Yeah. Uh- yeah, it it'd be interesting to see. You know, maybe maybe one day they'll they'll come back with that, or or you know they'll again take ingredients from Lost Planet and mix it with something else. But um, I think that's good for our time right now. I think that was a a solid meaty discussion of maybe some dreams that we could hope come true one day. Maybe Luis will get his Lost Planet, or maybe <laughs> uh, some really cool type of. Uh, new twist on smash or hopefully ben and i can just get some new souls like games that are yeah, actually please. more interesting but yeah. um thank you guys for so much for uh, chatting with me today and thank you to our listeners for well listening um again every week uh, every thursday we come out with new episodes and such and we have a bunch of fun topics um playing out for the coming weeks too so uh tune in and keep up with it and we'll see you guys next time thank you so much bye bye